0: It's a Sunday and we're finally, finally, the Triple Threat is complete. Finally! We've done it. We have gotten Rob in the same room with us. I don't know how excited everybody else is for this, but the Triple Threat being complete is an exciting time.
1: Well, I don't, I don't hear no, none of them little rattlers going off, uh so. I, I don't know who's <laughs>
2: excited. Nobody but. doing it. Woo! <laughs> Don't say it too loud, I'll run away.
0: It's corner to corner time, C2CRadioShow.com. We are live, it is, whew, been a lot going on, we got lots to talk about, and hey, that's right, if you're hearing the sounds of our voice, it's myself, Stan Grubb, Brian Taylor is here. What's up, what's up? And, no, your ears were not deceiving you, Rob Hefner is actually here, he's here! Say hi, Wendy.
1: That's your cue.
0: And we're pointing to you, sir. Has it been that long? Jeez. Stage fright has finally set in. I never thought I'd see the day where there'd be
2: Oh, I was just ignoring you.
0: Oh. And that's right there for you. Offer you. Ah, man oh man. So let's talk about all things wrestling. And you know, you can't talk about wrestling without starting at home. At home. Um, hell of a hell of a weekend in Dinwiddie, Virginia, at Ultimate Championship Wrestling. Um, <laughs> first off, it was exhausting. Mm-hmm. It was exciting, but it definitely was a testament to the work and the prowess of a lot of very talented individuals that we had the pleasure of working with. Uh, just studs, really. Warriors, if, if you really want to be blowing smoke. But guys like Shane Malice, who debuted for UCW and worked with three different matches, three different types of folks. Uh, Avery Rose and Casey Carlisle, who really, really gave it their all every single time and left it all in the ring for our wonderful fans and uh, Dinwiddie.
1: Yeah, so real quick, I think you should explain that it was three cards over two days at the Dinwiddie County Fair.
0: That's right, that's right. I mean, we started off with a evening show on Friday night where we got... Uh, got started with an exciting television championship mm-hmm. <laughs> The tv championship changed hands as jason raddatz the ruthless one is now ucw's television champion congratulations to mr raddatz ethan cross was uh what do we say he just wasn't done we're gonna put it that way wasn't done but definitely not the way he had probably hoped to start the weekend um Anthony... Anthony Adam. Excuse me. Anthony Adam. Gone again. I know. He, sooner or later, I'm going to be the one that catches a bicycle kick to the face. Anthony Adam had a great showing. Again, another person that worked multiple times with multiple types of wrestlers. He goes up against Rat, Raditz first. Comes out on the losing end of that. Then comes back out later on. And uh, really puts the boots to Porkchop Johnson. And... You know, you've seen some photos out there. You've seen them as they're coming out. And Ultimate Championship Wrestling had, oh man, we had a great turnout. A lot of very excited fans, um, fans that were very vocal, which was cool. We got to see some of the interaction. I think my favorite, my favorite part. I mean, was it's so so much to pick from. But my favorite part, honestly, was watching Shane Malice debut. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with this guy, he is he's got just this something this it factor that really stands out.
1: Yeah, so for the first time seeing Mr. Malice after hearing the boss wanting to bring him in for so long, mm-hmm. finally getting him here, and it looks like he still has another gear or two to go. Yep. Um, so I don't think we got to see the best of him, <clears throat> uh, but he made quite the debut again wrestled multiple times over the over the events. Um, came in, came up short uh, against Bravo in a, a heavyweight title match the first night. Mm-hmm. Uh, then managed to, I guess, survive a triple threat with Raditz yeah. and Adam. Um, Had a great
0: showing for himself mm-hmm. in that triple threat, though. Yeah. I mean, that's where we really, I think you'd agree... He, that's where we really thought, man, this guy's got another gear. He's got something else he can throw in.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to see Jeremy Rhodes.
0: Uh, he, was, he was unique. Um, when we first saw him Friday night, you get one impression of, of what he's presenting. And then on the following day, both during the, uh, the matinee show and the evening show... You got, like, a whole other dynamic of this same guy, which was kind of cool to see. It's interesting to see some of these new guys come in, and really, and Brian, I'm sure you would agree here, the coolest part was seeing the entire team come together. Like, it was just, it was a cool feeling.
1: Yeah, so, literally, if you've ever had the pleasure of trying to get one of these, or be part of one of these shows, as... As it gets put together and then mm-hmm. finally come to fruition. Uh, this that weekend, last weekend, uh, it started off. It would have been enough to be like, I'm done.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. There was um, a lot of stuff that. Was so like, wow.
1: from the keys locked to people that couldn't make it mm-hmm. to all types of other little things. And when I say keys locked, I mean I can count at least. Four times, oh keys disappeared, <laughs> and um, it ended with one lock getting cut. Completely <laughs> obliterated, by yeah. By an electrical saw. <laughs> uh, but to finally get to the final show, and all cylinders just come into place and just click, um, and it, it was... It was amazing. Yeah. Uh, And we do have to, I know Stan and Rob don't want to do it, but I'll do it. We need to congratulate Ethan Cross for becoming the UCW Heavyweight Champion.
0: We've been watching this guy. I mean, this is a a three-year journey for us so far. Mm -hmm. And Ultimate Championship Wrestling, first and foremost, has been nothing but great to us. And it has been such an awesome Time joining the team, working with them, but seeing Ethan Cross come from, um, and granted, he's been wrestling long before we ever really got started, Uh, but seeing him come from basically starting off in UCW to get into the TV title, his matches with Red Scorpion, his matches against uh, Tremor, his match against Sickened. I mean, he faced everybody that UCW had, and then finally, in dramatic fashion, uh, Ethan Cross becomes the UCW heavyweight champion, and had a great matchup with Jeff Bravo, who I mean you can't say enough cool things about Jeff either. Uh, Bravo just is a standout, I think for the first time. I think for, so for the first time since we started, I feel like I have a, a firm vision of the entire group instead of when we first started or, or even last year, where it just felt like we were still finding different pieces and putting the puzzle pieces together, this feels like we've got the group.
1: Oh, I'll agree, especially after last weekend. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, that the second night is a good way to close a chapter and mm-hmm. it's a good way to build momentum and to, to push uh, for UCW to push forward. then I know there are more surprises on the way. There's uh, more events on the way for next year. They're already lining stuff up. Um, so I'm, I'm extremely happy uh, being there for the whole weekend. Um, you know, the, the, the really cool thing is from one time, what, a year and a half ago, where uh, other people from other federations said we were – Dead yeah, in the, the water. Door. Yep. The doors were closed. Yeah. To uh, you know, having multiple fair shows this year and again ending with Dinwiddie a three day or two day event. Um it was quite spectacular. And you can catch the action as it's being put together on nothing else on dot TV.
0: You have no idea how difficult that statement is to say on a camera until you're sitting there with guys that are just immensely talented, but you're like, it's nothing else on dot TV. And and we, I think it was nothing else on TV, nothing else on, but TV, uh, after TV, there's just, there's nothing else on dot TV. And we all learned it. It's like the running gag now. Um, and you know, I thought this is the appropriate way to start today because not only has corner-to-corner Corner been three years, mm-hmm. three years, guys. We've been doing this show for three years. That's, like, unheard of in the podcast world. Um, when you think about shows that have lasted three years, uh, I, I just, I'll give you an example. I'm looking on Twitter the other day, and I saw three different podcasts announce they're finishing up their run. And they'd only been out maybe three months, four months. But different things happen, you know. They couldn't really keep things together. And, and, and for those that you, of you that are maybe listening, I'm not making fun of any of these guys. They all have their own thing. But <clears throat> three years is a huge milestone that I'm actually very proud of. Um, but it's also three years with UCW, so it's no coincidence that Corner to Corner and, and UCW have been proud to work together. And now, as part of, of the UCW team, is a huge, huge. Meaningful moment to all of us. But I thought we would start with UCW just to make sure as we go full circle with everything. And I thought no better time or no better way to do that. So I wanted to try to, because we got, you know, a few minutes here in our first segment. So let's start, Rob. What is your favorite memory so far of what we've done either with corner to corner or UCW?
2: Well, I mean, corner to corner, I've had the fun of just spending time with my bros. And I mean, the absences I've had, I've probably done, what, a year of this? Yeah. <laughs> Compared to y'all's three years.
0: <laughs> well, so, that, that's okay, because that means it's one-third of each <laughs> of us.
2: <laughs> so, I mean, I'm still in that stats of, you know, whatever. But, I mean, it's just the hanging out. It's the togetherness that we've done. Yeah. To see where the show's grown. Um, one of my favorite shows was the
1: <laughs> the infamous cut his mic. Oh God! <laughs> um, is that your show? No. Oh, that's not the show where Stan couldn't get a word in because his mic was dead. Now that was fun, but my <laughs> the
2: one we were all on that we all could hear would be the Hall of Fame show where we all talked about oh, yeah. the different Hall of Fames and and um and UCW like I wasn't able to make it to. Dinwiddie, but, um, I would say Annandale, Orange was fun, Yeah. both times in Orange, just becoming, Orange was by far my favorite, just because that was, in my eyes, like, the beginning of being accepted, you know, mm-hmm. into, like, we have always been accepted, but that was when, like, everybody came up, and was like, hey man, it's good to see you again, it's been a while, you yeah, know, like, yeah. It wasn't like they weren't giving me the look, hey, when I'm like, hey, they want you for promo pics. They weren't giving me the picture like, um, who are you? You know? So that was cool.
1: Well, don't worry. From now on, they'll refer to you as Wendy, and <laughs> they know who you are.
0: Wendy Stevens joining us in the booth. <laughs> don't um, get mad. And, don't and, get mad. And, and here's the thing. Rob you man. can't thank me for that, even though I did say it was hilarious. Um <laughs> He you started to, it. You have to so thank
1: – no. He did say it was hilarious. That I did say it was hilarious.
0: Way. But you have to thank Diego for that.
3: <laughs>
0: He's mad. He's not
3: talking It's to all right.
0: So, so, Brian, what about you, man? What From all the stuff we've done, whether it's UCW and Skydive Orange when we first started, but when we first started doing this and sat with Tom Philsinger, do you have a favorite so far?
3: Uh,
1: well, I mean, there's several. Um, Dinwiddie um again just goes to show you what can happen if everybody uh you know just believes yeah you know you know from all the issues we had and we kept pushing forward and to the the final card mm-hmm. um you know that by far I think is probably our best card um that I can remember and I've been to every one of them and um so again hats off for pulling that off, and you know we talked about it you know from the the sure joy you know that that we all experienced when mm-hmm. we tore down that ring to load it on that truck um so for UCw I say it has to be that um for For Corner to Corner, it's just doing it, you know, every day, every, every not every day, but every time we do it, um, you know, just doing it with us, Mm -hmm. um, finally, after talking about it for so many years, and it finally fell into place, and here we are, you know, this many years later.
0: Yeah, we, uh. So, with with everything kind of booming again in the industry, with all elite wrestling just climbing and ascending, really, to a new plateau, to NWA resurging, coming back with NWA power, which, uh, I love hey, that set. it is so cool. You can catch that, by the way. We do have the link still up on c2cradioshow.com. I want to thank everybody for checking it out. Please make sure you're Tagging NWA every time you check it out. Let them know because they're definitely all about the uh, exposure and the uh, attention. They they want it and they need it. But uh, so do we. Yeah, absolutely. And and we want to thank everybody that's checked out the website. I'm I'm very selfishly I'm very proud of the site. Um, in going to school and doing all sorts of other things outside of here, I've learned a little bit more about how to put these kinds of things together. So the new C2C site is. It was a lot of work, but it was a lot of fun to put together, and we're seeing it grow in a very fast way, and we can be nothing but thankful and grateful to all of our fans that have been doing that, and we we definitely appreciate it. And I promise you there's still more to come. Uh, As far as hmm, my favorite, whether show, UCW, whatever.
2: The night your mic got muted. That was was funny. I think that's our highest rated show.
0: Listening to that in playback. And Stan Doesn't Talk is our highest rated oh show. Oh, my gosh. Listening to that show in playback. Now, think I go through... Incarnation of Stan Slam? Uh, I don't miss that.
1: <laughs> um, well, it is a three-year anniversary. It is. It we is bring indeed. it back.
0: Oh, jeez. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, doing Skydive Orange was a great experience. I mean, there's pictures on Facebook somewhere of... Uh, all three of us huddled together holding the snowball mic while we're screaming into the microphone, you know, calling play by play for the first time ever and just absolutely falling in love with that whole experience. And then knowing just the, the whole knowledge of, man, this is what I want to do. This is where I want to be. This is how I wanted to do it. And, you know, not to copy or jump on somebody's bandwagon, but Brian's absolutely right. Everything that happened in Dinwiddie from start to finish was just, like, out of a storybook. They, it really was. I mean, we had guys that couldn't show up for whatever reason. All right, we got to find a different way. Yeah, so different
1: there was, uh, it, and to be clear, there was a, a major accident a day, yeah, on yeah. an interstate that was handled by the state police where they literally shut, shut the down. road down. Yeah. And if you get caught on 95 in between uh, exits, you're at the mercy of the staples. Yep.
0: and you're sitting still. You ain't moving. That's yep. for sure. Um, but there was that. I mean, there was. I wouldn't say a weather challenge. We really didn't run into that this uh, time. Other than the heat, uh, yeah, it was hot. Yeah, it, it was 70 degrees, which was beautiful outside. But we were dying. <laughs> we're doing the sun just
1: baked you. We
0: came in with, with baked the iPads. Yep, and that I was just about to say that. Yeah, we came in with the idea. All right, we're ready. We got everything set up for the cameras. We had a camera person ready. And um, we're ready to broadcast, ready to go ahead and just do commentary right there at the table. And, of course, the sun just bakes the iPads. And uh, Brian is literally sitting at the desk, ready to start. I mean, we were five minutes from showtime? It wasn't even that. Maybe even closer. And the iPad just gets baked. So it shuts down. <laughs> we had to grab the phones and go at it. And I've got to say, Brian, I, I, I'm, I think you agree. I'm proud of the footage. It mm-hmm. looks good. It's solid footage. Um, but, yeah, I, I think I would probably take just so far, everything we've done so far. I mean, the Phil Singer interview was cool. When we talked to the Patriot, that was a lot of fun. Um, but, yeah, Dinwiddie was by far so far in this whole experience has just been a mind-blowing. Um, but to be part of the team and see everything come together except for a beam squashing my hand, that sucked. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was just a ton of fun. Um, And, and, you know, i got to say that I can't wait to see what happens next year and the year after that because as things continue to move forward, there's absolutely no reason that Corner to Corner can't continue to drum in the ratings and the listeners. It's what we do. We bring people.
1: Yeah, and should we make it another three years, Stan's going to shave his beard and mustache.
0: It's never happening. Last time I did that – I did that on my 40th birthday, and I, I was told that I looked like Gru. So I'm never doing it.
2: Gru, you know. For it's not years. the beard that doesn't make you look like. You know
0: Gru. what? Nobody asked you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure, sure. Make fun of Stan. It's all the cool things. <sighs> oh boy! I'm going to steal the moon, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sir. My peaky promises. Ah, <laughs> uh, so let's let's. Let's dispense with the niceties and the pleasantries. Let's talk about some more wrestling.
1: Oh, sorry, I'm going to smack you now. Uh,
0: no, we're going to keep those pleasantries. Oh, uh, okay. Keep some of those niceties.
1: All right, so let's, 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 let's... Because, it, I mean, there is literally, like, wrestling almost every
0: night of the week. It's almost exhausting now. Yes. To keep it up is with all the wrestling.
1: It's uh, So, shall we... Start at Raw? Was there a pay-per-view?
0: There was a pay-per-view. Uh, we watched Hell in the Cell. Mm-hmm. Yep, we've talked about that and how abysmal that was.
1: Okay, so... Um, nothing, nothing last Sunday. Right. Uh, so, we go to Monday.
0: Oh, yes. Uh, night 2 of the draft.
1: Mm, boo. Let me tell you what. Uh, the draft, in my opinion... Get a big fat C minus.
0: Wow, you're being nice. Uh, I would say that uh, if I had to throw a grade out there, maybe a D. Solid D. <laughs> I can't. I mean, it didn't even feel like a draft. It just basically felt like they were reading off of a sheet that says, "Okay, here's who we got. Here's who you got. Congratulations, we're done. Let's move on to the next." Because they are.
2: I mean, when they come out and go, oh, hey, here's our belts, and here's this and that. Okay, the first pick is Becky Lynch, the man for Raw. Well, no, duh. She's the women's champ. Of course. You know? I mean, it's just so... The only one that was different was Bailey. Like, oh, wait a minute. Charlotte's the champ. Oh, nope, Bailey's the champ. You know?
0: It didn't even feel... And Charlotte's
2: on Raw. You know, like...
0: You ever notice with the draft, usually there's a sense of like mystery, right? Like who's going where? Like maybe somebody could actually be picked up that we didn't expect but none of the picks. None
2: of them. Well, it's because they preached to Look. us that from day one of SmackDown going to, to Fox that it was going to be brand loyal. Mm-hmm. That, oh, it's not going to be this jumping back and forth. And so far every week it's been what?
1: Jumping back and forth. Until now. I honestly think that Fox is like mm, that's not happening because they came out and said a few weeks ago that it wouldn't happen. Yeah. So, but if you want, we can run down um, some picks real quick uh, for Raw.
0: So yeah, let's let's take a look at uh, Raw's picks and who they picked up and who they.
1: Well, here let's cover. On October 13th, they apparently had a supplemental draft. The first supplemental draft.
0: Let's see. The 11th was Friday. So, the 13th would have been uh, Sunday. Sunday. All and right. They their first so, supplemental picks.
1: Apollo Crews is on SmackDown. The B team is SmackDown. Drew Gulak, interesting, is on SmackDown.
0: That's a good call-up. Mm-hmm.
1: EC3, Eric Young, stay on Raw. Slater goes to SmackDown. Sin Cara goes to Raw. And Tamina goes to SmackDown. Hmm. So I... that women's division on SmackDown looks a little bit different now that you add the supplemental draft.
0: Yeah, I mean, and... I wasn't... And I'm still not 100% on it, but with what they're doing with Bailey right now, and... The need, just the dire need they have for a, a good guy in the women's division. Um, I was glad to see some of those picks come in because now, although the whole thing with Charlotte is a little weird until they finish whatever they're doing with it, but I, I like seeing some of these picks and hopefully that those those ladies like Dana Brooke and you know the the folks that are over there get more attention.
1: Alright, so now let's move to Raw because I don't really think there was anything spectacular on Raw other than the draft that needs to be covered.
0: No, I mean, and that's the problem. A lot of talk is going on right now about ratings and about where, who's drawing what and how, but Raw and SmackDown both seemed like they were banking on this draft to be such a huge move of the needle, and, and it just didn't do it. It didn't it didn't, what the, what's the phrase? It didn't pop a rating. get it poppin'. Well,
2: because what they were trying to do was re- reinvigorate the fans to be like, oh, we got to tune in. And what they learn on Friday night when the first night of the draft? That the draft doesn't mean diddly-quat, and they're like, oh, I'm not watching.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, there was no sense of, like, Once you had the premiere and you dusted off every single star you could find and even told some, hey, don't bother. We don't need you. They told The Undertaker, hey, we don't need you. They told Steve Austin, we're good, which is a huge mistake. But they still managed to draw a huge, like, 4 million viewers or some crazy number like that. And then they come out and follow it up with the draft that just,
3: Yeah, uh, but
1: so here's the problem, though, with dusting off People that don't wrestle on a regular basis for you. Yeah. Once they disappear, your ratings are going to plummet because, by your own admission, God, it would have been great for The Undertaker and Steve Austin. No, they're taking up space for talents that you should be showcasing. But you don't because, again, we have Hogan and Flair, we have all these other people. You're showing me the blue carpet. I don't care. I want to see wrestling, right? I don't want to see old wrestlers taking up space, other new guys.
2: Well, I mean. And if
1: you have to rely on that, then all you're doing is a ratings boost. That's going to, the bubble's going to pop the next week when they don't show up. Boy, did it ever pop. Well, I mean, the case in point was the Baron Corbin.
2: You've been spending weeks repackaging him and re-getting, repackaging him for the crowd as, all right, he's King Corbin, right? So, what'd you do? First time out, he gets punked out by a Rock promo. The Rock and Becky Lynch come in and do a promo on, on SmackDown and basically defeat the weeks of trying to get build away up, from yeah. the, you know, all this buildup. And then you proceed to punk him out to, to Gap, Gable. You know, like, I mean... Oh, you mean Shorty G? Shorty G, yeah. But, like, I mean, I don't know if you would... You know, you could take a ranking of WWE talent. So, like, say, kind of like the NFL draft, or what they did when they first did drafts. You know, they had the picks. Mm -hmm. And they would come out and they would say, for the first pick. Like, they didn't wrestle. You know, they had the picks. And then you could have the lower half of the roster have to basically fight for their chance. You know? And then you'd have these matches. Like, all right, here's a gauntlet match the winner of this gauntlet match gets a spot on raw Mm -hmm. the winner of this match gets a spot on smackdown to to build it up but the problem is it's just they didn't do any build-up their hope they're putting all their money on it's going to be on fox everybody's going to watch it
0: to it's on fox and we got other stuff to watch (laughs) it seems like every week right now less and less people are watching it's mind-boggling that it continues to stay the same. I mean, this is the same formula they've been running with regardless of what network they're on for more than 10 years. And, and I'm, generally speaking, usually a fan, and it's, it's difficult to sit at it and look at it from anything more than like a, an annoyed perspective. Because it's like, all right, look, sooner or later, like you said, you got to build up a talent. you got to build somebody new up. And calling a guy Shorty G, by the way, is not going to do it. That's just. Stupidity. I mean,
2: this reminds me of back in the day when we used to watch WCW and they'd have that, whoever that heel, the, the face was that they'd bring in to beat Hogan just for it to end up where Hogan and the NWO would beat them down. Yeah, I mean, they did it with Sting. They did it with Piper. They did it with anybody that came in, right? And here we go. We all put our eggs in basket of Friday Night Smackdown going, it's going
1: to be different.
2: It's gonna be great. WWE's finally gonna to listen. To they didn't listen. Set's cool, but they didn't listen. You know.
0: <laughs> I do. I do like the new set. The uh, the new entrance way for SmackDown is actually pretty cool. And
2: to me, the best thing that happens in SmackDown Winter Fox is that NXT now has a prime time spot and better and more
0: coverage. To me, that's the best thing that happened. They're getting steadily thumped week in and week out. NXT is delivering good shows. They're not bad, not not by any stretch, but they're getting thumped by All Elite Wrestling right now. And All Elite Wrestling is it's it's staying at a point where it's drawing in over a million viewers, which is a huge success point. Um, and they're they're really doing a good job. But let's keep with let's keep with the draft. Let's let's go ahead and take a look at. Where SmackDown ended up picking up Sorry, people. That's why I'm not around often because my ADD kicks in.
1: No, I'm a, I'm gonna throw the draft right out after winter. Let y'all just keep rambling. <laughs> I got two little rambling rabbits. I, I, hey, where, where's Rollins at? So y'all can get burned in the house.
0: I don't want to get burned down. Why are you doing just this? Keep it up.
1: He <laughs> can't either. He gets DQ'd
2: in a Hell in a Cell match.
0: No. Oh. <laughs> Go. So, SmackDown pickups from the draft. Brian, was there any pickups that you saw with the draft for from SmackDown that was really a standout? Outside of Drew Gulak, I do think that's a huge Oh, pick-up. for the
1: supplemental? Yeah. No. Oh, for SmackDown? Uh, no. I don't see – other than Gulak. Just because it it'll be interesting to see what he does on the main roster.
0: I want to see him and Daniel Bryan. Yeah. That, that'll that be a good matchup.
1: Yeah. Other than that, I don't see any benefit to either either show as far as, like, because uh, they could have been on either show and, you know, like Apollo Crews. You know he's not going to get used like he should be.
0: Right. So, I mean, it doesn't matter where you set him. You can set yeah. him at NXT, to NXT. stock still not get used, right? <clears throat> right. The like, B
1: team, you know. Right. EC3, you know. The crowd loves EC3, yet we keep pooping on him.
2: And you got They're Tamina, not going to like them. like They put Tamina on, whatever, and it's like, okay, are they going to use her?
0: Yeah. You yeah. know? Well, hopefully she stays healthy. I mean, she you talk about somebody had a bad luck lately. They think she's hurt her knees like every year. Every time she comes back, she hurts her knee again. I mean, have you seen her walk through the ring? Not in a while. That sounds sad to say, but it's true. All right,
1: so let's go to Raw. Here we go. The start of the week. Finally. We are done with this. Wait. No, I guess the supplemental. What was the 13th? Thirteen. Sunday, Sunday yes. Yeah. So All right, supplemental so supplemental was the start of the week. Night right.
0: 2, which was Raw.
1: Night 2 is Raw. Oh, my goodness. That's how we're going to have to start doing this. On night 2 of wrestling.
0: <laughs> <laughs> on the Monday edition. <laughs>
1: All right, so we got Seth Rollins stays on Raw. You could have figured that. Brock stays on SmackDown. After winning the SmackDown title, you should have figured that. Um, Charlotte moves to Raw. Uh, the New Day stay on SmackDown. All three, mind you. They were picked up as a stable. Then we got Andre and Zelina and the Kabuki Warriors to Raw. Daniel Go Bryan figure. on SmackDown. <laughs> Go figure, Andretti for Raw. Rusev on Raw. Does that mean uh, Lana will show up on Raw eventually?
0: I think you have to ask Lashley. <laughs> every time they do angles
1: like that, they end up good, don't they?
0: <laughs> Wrestling marriages.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's like... <laughs> uh, Bailey SmackDown, Black, and Alexander to Raw. Now, this is interesting. Nakamura and Zayn. Wrestler and manager to yeah. SmackDown. Uh, Umberto Carrillo,
0: two hundred five live guy,
1: goes to Raw. Ali goes to SmackDown. Rowan and Murphy go to Raw. Ziggler and Rude to SmackDown.
0: I like that. I like that pickup. But Ziggler and Rude has actually been an entertaining tag team.
1: Who's the SmackDown tag champs?
0: Uh, the revival.
1: The revival.
0: Okay. So mm-hmm. that could actually be a good match. Rude that name
1: just cool. lost it to uh, the uh, Viking Raiders. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, and kudos to them. Yes,
0: that's a good good pickup. On. Uh,
1: here's here's one out of left field. Jinder Mahal, who we haven't seen in a while, is going to Raw. Boo. Carmelo to SmackDown.
0: Oh, g- gee, it's Corey Graves, so I guess Carmelo goes too. <laughs>
1: Truth there. and Samoa Joe to Raw. <laughs> The Miz to SmackDown.
0: That's a smart move.
1: Mm-hmm. Tozawa to Raw.
0: So 205 Live is officially dispersed, I guess.
1: Yes, gone. With the wind. Uh, a little Leonard Skinner for you. Uh, hey, Corbin. <laughs> Corbin to SmackDown. Another return in Shelton Benjamin to Raw. Ray, that, that could be cool. Rey Mysterio to Raw. Gable to SmackDown. I'm not going to call him Shorty. Titus O'Neal stays on Raw, Elias to SmackDown, live Morgan to Raw.
0: Can I just say that, like, when it comes to this draft, one of the things that I noticed that really just bored the crap out of me was all of the guys that were already on Raw pretty much stayed on Raw. Like, dude, just split something up. Like, I get it, you don't want to split the new day, but hey, you got three quality talents. Three, at least two out of the three, main event caliber, and then the third one, Who knows? But split them up. You've had them long enough. But that may be true. But,
1: I mean, if you go back and look, Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that in the contract, Fox went after big money talent. Yeah. As far as merchandise. Right? Roman Reigns is supposedly one of the big ticket items. Right? Mm -hmm. Where's he at? Smackdown. Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar, Bray Wyatt, Sasha Banks, Bailey, uh, Braun Strowman, The New Day, The Miz, The Miz, like your bankable ones,
2: Shinsuke. Yeah, and I think Fox is also looking for those mult those multi platform stars. You know, the ones that can be on different. Like you could have The Miz on another Fox show. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, you could have Sasha Banks another Fox show. Right. You know, so the Viking Raiders, not too much.
0: You know? I feel like with with this draft, if going forward, after we'll just say post Crown Jewel, because that's the next uh WWE pay per view on Halloween. Friday? Uh Thursday, Thursday on Halloween.
2: I call that WWE Crown. I have a lot of money.
0: You Pretty much. I mean, you know, call it what
1: you want. Hold on. Uh, Before you get too far into this, let's cover supplemental draft two. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's talk about the picks from supplemental. The refs get drafted. Which, again, (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember seeing on social media the supplemental draft, so this could be new for everybody. So we got Cesaro to SmackDown.
0: Good pick up there.
1: Hawkins and Ryder to Raw. They never left. <laughs> Dana Brooke, SmackDown. Drake Maverick goes to SmackDown. I
0: like both of those pickups. Drake could do really well um, with the right partner. Mm-hmm. And I think that Dana Brooke has been overlooked a lot in the women's division, so she's got a lot to offer. Well,
1: she's going to join Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. The Iconics go to Raw. Luke Harper goes to SmackDown. Oh, Daniel. Mojo Rowley, No Way Jose, and Sarah Logan all go to Raw.
0: Rob just said something that really just, that's so like them. They're going to trade Rowan for Harper, for Daniel Bryan. So he's done his, he's a good guy right now, right? Who? Daniel Bryan. Yes. But now they got Luke Harper on SmackDown. He's going back to the planet's (laughs) Champion.
1: We are so Uh, screwed. Sarah Logan is with her husband. Let's not Ah. forget that uh, Bray Wyatt is on SmackDown.
0: That's good. That's good. Braun stayed on Raw, didn't he? No.
1: no. Yeah, Braun went to SmackDown. (laughs) Uh, And then last but not least, in a post-draft trade... For picks to be announced later. Lame. <laughs>
3: uh, Who's left? Alexa
1: Bliss and Nikki Cross go from Raw to SmackDown.
0: Normally I'd be like, yes, this is a cool idea. But after watching Nikki Cross grab a mic and try to set off the six-pack challenge on SmackDown, I feel so bad for Nikki Cross. Well,
1: I mean, the I think the biggest problem is... For the women's division on SmackDown, is you hitched your horses to uh, Sasha Banks and Bailey? Yeah. And I have no problem with either one of them wrestling. But if you saw Bailey's promo from SmackDown, uh, the whole. Um, oh, I said did I, di- I meant
2: I turned my back on everyone.
1: And yeah, whatever. Everyone. But if you look at her face. In her delivery, uh, you may want to take the microphone away from her because she is not comfortable as like a heel. Did her
0: feelings were hurt when they were booing her? Did you guys see I mean, that? That's what I'm saying. She is yeah. not comfortable to me as a heel. I do want to say this, and, and you hurt my feelings, Bailey, by not telling them to go hug themselves. But when she wins the title back from Charlotte and she says, Guess what, bitches? Screw all of you. I dug that. I thought that was cool. I mean, you're right. The whole turning Bailey bad may blow up in their faces and turn into just a. I mean, this thing, was but.
1: just your
2: stereotypical WWE laminated card heel turn. I mean, they probably got a file file folder in the <laughs> back, and they're like, "Oh, someone's heel turn tonight. Which one are we gonna do? Turn on your partner? No. <laughs>
0: yes,
2: um, they roll of decks of turns. <laughs> um, are we gonna do the short tag? No.
0: Yeah, but sure- we're gonna
2: do the. Screw you, fans! I don't
1: need you. I'm tired of you. But if you're gonna do that, you need to have somebody comfortable with doing it. Bailey is not comfortable as a heel, and none you of, can look
2: on her face. And look at all the ones they have there now: Bailey, Sasha, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross. None of them have strong marks, Mike skills.
0: Well, th- that's your top four in that division on SmackDown right now. So. It's ultimately because you know they're not, they're going to go back to the same well that they've drawn off so many times. Morgan for the win. <laughs> no, I mean anyway, you're you're going to end up seeing Bailey and Sasha feud for the belt, and you're going to see Nikki and Alexa feud because they're going to turn on each other. The Rolodex is spinning exactly, and then yeah. Alexa
2: Bliss is going to come out and take out Bailey or whoever and be like, "I am the true SmackDown Women's Champion," because right, right. you know. Five and, feet of fury or whatever.
0: Again, I am okay with Bailey as a bad guy, but I have to agree that she's gonna be completely overshadowed the moment they switch the spotlight over to Sasha again. Because they're gonna. I but mean, Sasha's a bad
2: good. guy. Look. You have Sasha's heel, you've got Bailey heel, then you've got Alexa who's heel. Yeah. And Nikki Cross who's heel. Well no,
1: i Nikki is not heel. No,
2: she's Nikki face is right face. now.
3: She's firmly Alexa in the face is right.
1: heel. Pretending to be Faced. right. With this you whole can thing, flip because her in a dime.
2: right. Because the whole, you know, Alexa and fill in name here, yeah, Mickey James. Much. Yeah, you know, like I mean, come yeah. on.
0: And real quick, just breaking news: as Impact is broadcasting Bound for Glory this evening, uh, in the uh, call your shot, the call your shot gauntlet match, Eddie Edwards comes away with the victory on that. And then in the Impact Knockouts Championship match, Taya Valkyrie successfully defends against Tenille Dashwood in what looks to have been a tremendous matchup. Currently going on is the North against Rob Van Dam and Rhino versus Rich Swann and Willie Mack in a triple threat match for the Impact Tag Team Championship. Did you just
2: say Rob Van Dam and Rhino? Correct. Wow.
0: Speaking of dusting off the oldies. But (laughs) let me just point out, Rob Van Dam and Rhino – Still getting the job done. Or Rob
2: Van Dam can travel more places now. We eat legal in some places. Oh,
0: hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Van Dam, we found something in your... Oh, wait, never mind. Have a great day, sir.
2: <laughs> um, Sorry, that is THC CBD oil, sir.
0: But getting back into, into SmackDown, I mean, I feel like... Like this whole thing with Tyson Fury and, and Braun Strowman. It's ridiculous. Um. It's dumb, and not only is it dumb, and, and I've read reports that apparently Tyson Fury looks pretty good training, which is great. I mean, glad for him, but at the same point, Tyson Fury's what, 6'5"?
2: There's no payoff for Braun.
0: There's no payoff for either one. There's, you, no, there's no winner in this, and there's no winner for WWE no. because it's happening overseas, and I don't care what anybody says. I think this whole pay-per-view happening overseas is stupid, too. It's happening on a, a Thursday afternoon. You're going to get 5,000 watchers, viewers,
2: maybe? uh, WWE don't care. Their money's in the bank. Yeah, their money's in the bank. Well, yeah,
0: they're counting their billions while we're all complaining.
2: (laughs) It's streaming on their network. Right. With their talent. Their time. Vince is just just sitting back going, (laughs) cha-ching.
0: And it's basically a bought show. Here's your check. Throw us a show.
2: And... Am I not? Am I the only one that knew that it was only a matter of time before Hogan was going to show up on one of these crown jewels? Uh,
0: you know that whole Team Hogan versus Team Flair thing still has me like this is uncomfortable. It's because the guy,
2: whoever is a fan of the '80s, and it's been that way since Jump, because that's why you've had Sting, and then you've had Undertaker, and you've had Shawn Michaels, and now you finally have. Hey, they Hogan, Goldberg.
0: They got Goldberg back. Got cool.
2: Hogan and Flair under contract. You know? So, hey, Hogan. Yeah. You want a $100,000 payday?
0: So, we go from WWE's top two shows just being bad.
1: Well, yeah, but so let's just cover Raw. Okay. Raw was bad. Right? I don't recall anything really to come out of Raw that really...
0: They just tripped all over themselves on Raw. There I don't really like wasn't the new announcement. other other than see, I the tag like the new... team champs. That was actually that a was, good that matchup. Was good. Yeah, yeah. And, but you gotta you give it to all four guys in that match: mm-hmm. Ziggler and Rude and the Viking Raiders. All four are just tremendous talents, and that is the reason that match came off so well. And I am very happy to see the Viking Raiders move up and continue to win. And I like how they've built them. But I'm curious what happens next. Like, are they going to continue their feud with the OC? Which I'm fine with, by the way. That's a cool matchup, if it's done.
2: And can we both, can we just give a moment to say thank you? It doesn't happen often, but thank you to the creative gods that have now have the tag titles on two
0: established tag teams. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Although, hey, <laughs> like again, Rude and Ziggler came together really well as a tag team. Right. We don't usually like the, you know, you and you. You guys, get a team together. <laughs> But, no, Rudin Ziegler actually worked really well. I dug that. Still, but my problem
2: it. is you have two guys that should be singles competitors fighting for belts. Yeah. Now they're fighting together for the tag titles, which I, then you also have. But, anyway, again, my ADD, and that's why I don't go to the show very often. So I'll go <laughs> back to Brian and talk about Raw. Uh,
0: no, I think that's kind of the only real
1: standout for Raw yeah. is the tag title matchup. the tag title match that I can recall. And I think i watched. All of it until probably the very last 15 minutes or so.
0: Has, with uh, so much wrestling, we were talking about how it's almost exhausting, you know, to keep up with all of it. Has it become like, now where it used to be during Raw, you could have it on, at least in the background. So, oh, that's happening. And then you go do whatever you're doing.
1: Well, uh, I say we, we, we'll touch on that here once Rob comes back. Rob had to okay pop away for a second, so... But let's get to some real wrestling okay, on Tuesday.
0: Yeah, NWA Power, which, first off, Billy Corrigan's a genius. Putting it back in Atlanta, putting it back in a studio setting, getting wrestling fans at a wrestling show is, it's not a secret, guys. That's the formula. That's how you make wrestling work. That's how wrestling does work. And that's why NWA Power is doing so well. It's the talk of the town. Everybody from The Rock to Corey Graves to Jim Cornette to uh, Bully Ray, all sorts of major personalities and players within the industry right now are considering NWA Power to be the show. Which is interesting because it came, Power was the week after uh, Dynamite debuted, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Dynamite sets off all of these chain reactions. We're going to get to that in a little bit. But NWA Power, when's the last time really we talked about the NWA? Outside of our, you know, I'm going to say it, nostalgia shows, where we talk about, you know, Ric Flair back in the day Mm -hmm. and all of that. This is the first time the NWA has been at the forefront of a wrestling conversation in a long, long time.
1: Yeah, I would say you're right. Um, I mean, we've talked about Billy from time to time, but Mm
3: -hmm.
1: we haven't really... Devoted anything towards an actual NWA show. Yeah. A full fledged NWA show in a long time.
0: I mean, they've got a lot of stars from all over the world. You got Cole Cabana, Mr. Anderson, James Storm, uh, Nick Outis, who, I mean, Nick Outis is tremendous, Tim Storm. The first week of NWA power for the World Championship, first off, that's huge in your debut episode to have your world title defended, but. Two competitors, the quality of Tim Storm and Nick Aldis. Wow. That matchup was great. I liked seeing what Tim Storm had to do to try to get close to victory. You could see him not wanting to cross that line, and then he still kind of does and even then comes up short. Um, But you know what I really dug was the figure four. I could see the look on your face, that quizzical look. They put the figure four on. And it wasn't just instantly turned over into a reversal. It was, this guy is in agonizing pain, and he's going to have to fight his way out of it to get something done. Now, he did eventually reverse it, but it wasn't, you know, you're in the figure four for 15 seconds, and now we're going to flip it over, and you're crawling to the rope. The psychology of this match was awesome, and it meant something to get to the rope. It meant something to get back up to your feet all of the things that happened, and seeing a guy the size of Tim Storm, by the way, come off the top for cross-body press, that was impressive in and of itself, but actually had really good form when he dug. So, I really dug it. Um, NWA Power has been, well, first off, I mean, here's the cool approach with NWA right now. They want as much exposure as possible. They want you to tag them on social media, Facebook, Twitter, whatever it is that you're linking up with them on, and they don't they want their stuff shared. There's not been anything except thank you from the NWA in their interaction with us, um, in in their ability to, allow. hey, share our program. Help us get our stuff out there. Because guess what? It's only in a few weeks that they're going in on pay-per-view again. This is the first time in over a decade. 15 years? God, more than that. NWA is going to go on pay-per-view with their first pay-per-view in maybe even 20 years where it's called Into the Fire. By the way, the opener for NWA Power by Dokken. That's pretty cool by itself. It's like a throwback to the 80s all over again.
1: Well, the whole show is from the setup to the way their matches are designed and, the you know, um, their looks,
3: mm-hmm.
1: um, the, the commentary table. I mean, that commentary table with Cornette looks like straight out of the seventies yeah it really does you know uh the the set clearly comes from uh the Crockett promotion out of the eighties
3: mm-hmm.
1: you know uh, that little pseudo corner wall and uh, a podium in front um so it, and and i I'll, I'll I th- I'll cover this a little bit more later, but I think it's just wrestling done by people that know wrestling. Right. It's not; They're not TV writers. They're people that know wrestling, you know?
2: And wrestlers that know how to promo themselves yeah, I, I, and put the business I, over and not
1: tell me what if, I need to say. Yeah, if Cornette has anything to do with the way it's booked or written or anything else, again, it goes to show you what pure genius he is. Right? I mean, he's been around, what, at least the 80s, early 80s. I was listening to his
2: show and he was talking about how he went down to that during the tapings and stuff and was like, had a great time and how, like, the talent, the locker room just has a whole old school feel. Like, they're all there to make the business great, Mm -hmm. not... What can what is what can they do for me? It's what can I do to make this
1: work. Right. Right. Yeah, and if you can if you can sell that guy and get that guy on board, you know, it's wrestling at its finest.
0: Yeah, here in Cornette, call commentary, you know, call the matches was cool. The young guy that's doing the uh, ringside interviews, and uh, I believe he's at the podium also. No, um, it's an older guy at the podium. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Mm-hmm. It's uh, that's Marquez, I think Dave Marquez at the uh, podium. But the young guy that's doing the interviews at ringside, like he's getting into that that whole uh, kind of reminds me of Tony Schiavone a little bit with that uncomfortable with their bad guys kind of intimidating him and everything. But it just it was like a it was the coolest kind of throwback in a flash forward all at the same time if that makes any sense yeah.
1: now now Billy if you should happen to be listening let's get uh, your announcers in like some suits out of the 70s ooh and, and you powder blue like, straight <laughs> yeah that would be or straight like wait
2: a minute
0: yeah. <laughs> let's do the how time warp again how is this old wrestling <laughs> but that's not an old wrestling they should do like a totally like a one match in black and white just oh. screw it with people <laughs> I mean, the back they even
2: brought back the old belts,
0: yeah, the yeah. old
2: tag straps. You know, like
0: that is so cool. Like seeing just them, we're gonna go backwards to go forward kind of thing. Like they're they're not afraid; they embrace their history and heritage, mm-hmm. which well, yeah, we don't see a lot of companies doing. But you have
1: to remember, this is not other companies. This is very the true. NWA, and they have over over a hundred years, yeah, under their belts. I mean, those titles. They stand for something. They mean something. Yeah. The WWE can trace the lineage to the NWA title. Mm-hmm.
2: Every federation out there today started at some point at the NWA. Yep. Because if you look, Impact mm-hmm. originally started TNA NWA. Mm hmm. And they had the NWA world title AEW. First all-out pay-per-view, all-in pay-per-view, NWA NWA was on the belt. So, I mean, every federation out there today, you know, has started with the NWA. And that's just wrestling for wrestling. You know, that's what going with what Brian said.
0: And I think that there is something to be said for the ones that embrace their history and heritage, the ones that are not afraid to actually say what's happened and where they are and who they are, are the ones that are being successful right now. The ones that acknowledge the NWA and Ring of Honor and all of that, and then there's the ones that don't that are taking a beating right now mm. because they can't seem to get out of their own way. Um, okay, so let's let's put put some highlights, some standouts, favorite segments or matches for Power both week one and week two if you got them.
1: Um, well, let's let
0: let week one go into go okay. into book. Well, we talk about Tim Storm yeah. and, and uh, yeah. yeah, okay. So. Week two, uh, main event was the tag title match between the Wild Cards, Eddie Kingston, and uh, what's that guy's name? Homicide. Thank you, Homicide. And we saw the return of Damian Sandown, now known, of course, by his real name as Aaron Stevens. Don't look at him. Yeah. Don't I, make eye contact. So I literally, course.
1: literally, I bought every every word he said, and then he was like, uh, and don't look at me. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. <laughs> I fell for that. I just cannot believe he I fell for that. He pulled
0: everybody in on yeah. that. Yeah.
1: It was, it was great. That's that's what a promo is supposed to do.
0: If you could just do this one favor for me. Yeah. And then yeah. just don't look and at you're me. you like, ah, yeah, here we go. Damn, it, damn it. Don't look at me. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <man. laughs> really? I fell for that? Uh, and then people started to boo. He's like, I don't do that. I don't do that anymore. Yeah. Like, it was just, it oh, was, yeah. man, it was cool. Yeah. It was cool. And it's a guy that really deserves it. I mean, he's, he's been busting his ass for years mm-hmm. and finally getting some attention, some just do. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And if you haven't seen Ricky Starks, I oh, think we yeah. can almost put Ricky Starks in the, the Maxwell category yes. as far as rising stars.
0: So his match with Trevor Murdoch was great. Very, uh, we're going to say it repeatedly, I'm sure. Very old school feel. Mm-hmm. You know, Murdoch just trying to abuse this poor kid and the kid comes out on top, an unlikely hero kind of thing. But he kind of flips the script at the the end of his promo. Yeah, yeah, so like you're all into it. Yes, this guy is great. He's a young up and comer and all of a sudden he just starts cutting this promo where he's you know, he's rhyming, he's he's in a cadence where he's basically turning it around on the fans. And so Murdoch comes away with the good guy rub and this guy Ricky Starks is your new and improved, maybe you're right, Maxwell Jacobs? Yeah, it's, Friedman. The, it's the NWA's rising star.
1: Yeah, out definitely. Of, out of the first two weeks. Who knows who else they have in the wings. But I'll I, I put Ricky as the rising star. Then Colt Cabana and Mr.
0: Anderson team up. Sal Renardo, I've heard of him, I've seen him uh, in Georgia and Alabama wrestling, just basic stuff. Um, But to see Colt Kamana and Anderson Interact is kind of cool Their promo before the match was kind of decent I liked how they set it up Um, So I wasn't really familiar With the wild cards I wasn't really um, Expecting them To come off the way they did But that tag title match was actually a pretty good fight
1: Uh, I'm going to have to admit I didn't Finish the tag match, mm-hmm. the the main event, and I don't quite remember why. And I think I was planning on going back and finishing it. But the bad part about wrestling now is you're like, oh, I'll finish it tomorrow. And then tomorrow rolls around, and there's another show to watch. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So just a quick heads up, um, the North retaining their tag team championship. At uh, Bound for Glory. Uh, The news out of this one is RVD turned on Rhino. A heel RVD. (laughs) Okay. Keeping it moving. Um, So we talked about AEW Dynamite when we went to D.C. We talked about how cool the feel of the show was and how unique of a presentation they had. Mm -hmm. And it's not like it's all that difficult to present a a show in the way that they do it, but they have found a way to keep people interested. And sometimes it's just as simple as, honestly, being able to curse when you need to. Uh, Other times it's recognizing um, that fans are booing and cheering these guys, regardless of who they claim to be, good guy or bad guy. Which, um, did you catch being the elite? No. Okay, Mm -hmm. so... Last week's Dynamite, uh, MJF comes to save Cody, right? Great, huge crowd reaction. Everybody's going crazy. It was great. So being the elite, the Young Bucks are backstage walking, and they see MJF sitting on one of those uh, big rolly tote bag kind of things. And they're like, hey, you know, I guess we had you figured all wrong. You really are a good guy. And MJF goes up and he, he I think it was Matt Jackson that he goes up to his face and he puts with his hands he goes, I'm sorry, who are you again? Is your name Cody? Well no. Then I don't give a shit about you. And he turned around and walked away. Oh, I was dying. And, and that is I you know, but Luchasaurus still remains my favorite AEW wrestler. I don't care what anybody says. He's got a bum deal. Poor guy hurt his hamstring before the show this week. Couldn't Poor his um, how, I am curious how you pull your hammy before the match. Uh, well,
3: apparently stretching. he was prepping or yeah, something. Um,
0: but MJF might be my favorite bad guy, period. He's just that good.
1: Yeah, ag- again, um, I think he is clearly the biggest rising star in the business today. Uh, and I think he'll be the one that will start drawing in new fans. Uh, once he gets fully going, you know, full steam, um, because he just has that personality that you just love to hate. And he's Literally. funny. Yeah, he's funny.
0: He yeah. is so funny. Yeah,
1: from uh, you know, from uh, knocking a hat off a fan who tries to get a picture with them. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, that was messing great. with fans for autograph signings and different stuff like that.
0: So, he's going to Starcast uh, that they're holding before full gear on November 9th, and he's doing a meet and greet. Now the top stars that are at Starcast that are so far announced, so we're talking Sting, Ricky Steamboat, the Legends, right? Apparently their tickets are one hundred twenty five hundred bucks. MJF's meet and greet one hundred forty nine. I guarantee you his meet and greet sells out.
1: Oh sure. Mm-hmm.
0: I just think it's ingenious Because they're like What if we did this Okay sure And they will Ridiculously sell it out And all because Fans want to be abused mm-hmm. <laughs> Because this guy's Going to basically Just flick them off And tell them They all suck Please Four. hit me <laughs> Right Here's my hat Please <laughs> So Brian You and I have, have Ad nauseam Gone through AEW I am curious As to where Rob stands On the dynamite view so, Rob, you've had three weeks of Dynamite to view. You're you're no longer the Impact correspondent. We're bringing you in. Thoughts on Dynamite?
2: I haven't watched Impact in how many years.
0: Well, they're on Access TV on Fridays now. You're welcome.
2: I'm glad somebody's watching.
0: Or is it Thursday? Anyway,
2: thoughts because on Dynamite? Because of your dedication, they're still around. I think it's Thursday.
1: Thursday. Okay. Well, I could be wrong.
2: <laughs> I like the old school feel of Dynamite. You've got the old school feel, the old school camera angles with the new graphics, the new age of technology and stuff like that. I love the fact that you have the, the the heel and face different entrances. So it's, you know, it's all, oh, you know, because no one knows it all goes to one giant backstage area, you know.
0: Shh, what are you doing?
2: <laughs> but the fact that they have focused on wrestling and not the drama behind it they've yeah. got the drama behind it but they've got the wrestling in too and to me that's what draws people in if people want to see wrestling they tune in to see wrestling to watch wrestling if they wanted to watch soap operas they would watch 1 o'clock on any network soap operas if they want to watch shows written by those people but I just think it's it's, it's constantly evolving I like it I like the matches um I'm not a fan of Luchasaurus, sorry.
0: God, what? Come on. <laughs> you don't like Luchasaurus? Come on, man. Why not?
2: You just like Luchasaurus so you and look, look at Jungle
0: Boy. That's the only reason you watch Jungle it. Boy, Jack Perry. Jim Ross, I got your back. You're trying to create a star. I hear you. Fans <laughs> apparently don't like the fact that this past week he called him Jack Perry. Holy crap. It's his name, guys. I mean, come on. I kind of agree with Jim Ross. He's trying his best to kind of create more personality out of a guy that I will say already exudes personality. But you know, he's got a, he got a bunch of fans complaining, which I mean,
1: yeah. But so again, are they AEW fans or are they wait for it, Bob There you go.
0: There we go. There's the money shot right there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let me tell you, son. So again, so all right, so. One of the big things that happened last week on AEW is a tag match.
0: Last week on AEW. With the
1: Lucha Brothers versus Jungle Boy and Marco Stunt. Right? Yeah. And one of the big controversies, again, over the past week in social media was half the people were saying that Marco Stunt shouldn't be there.
0: Hey, and I fully admit... Then I might be one of those people back
1: then. Back in the day. Okay, so it even got to the point where he was compared to Rey Mysterio. When Rey Mysterio broke into the WCW. Okay. Okay. So Chris Jericho gets involved and but this thing just kinda keeps on moving forward. Mm-hmm. Right? And even with Jericho pointing out certain things that are true, some people just have no idea history or they don't care.
2: That's it's probably a second.
1: Yeah, or they're just so in they're, they're the bobbleheads are so ingrained...
0: grain. You got to me get to the, wait for it.
1: <laughs> that <laughs> they they have no earthly clue yeah. on how this works. All right? So I can remember and, 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 ladies and gentlemen, when I tell you I've been watching wrestling since the 70s, I mean, I've been watching wrestling since the 70s. Because he's older than dirt. I, I'm not one of these people that are like, well, I've been watching wrestling for 40 years, and I'm only 38 years old. Right? I'm not one of those type of people. And they're out there, trust me. Wow. Because I've seen people make comments, well, I've been watching wrestling for 30 years. Yet you don't remember when Rey Mysterio came into WCW... As a cruiserweight, well, they were watching weren't, WWE. Weren't they? Yeah, but weren't they cruiserweights? Mm-hmm. And they wrestled other cruiserweights. Yeah, mm-hmm. Ray Mysterio. It's the cruiserweight
3: division. division.
1: Yeah, Ray Mysterio did not go against uh, anybody outside of the cruiserweight division until after he was lawn darted by Kevin Nash. See how that works, <laughs> Marcus. See how that works? Much like Marco Stunt will probably not go against anybody that much bigger than him. Although Pentagon was quite a bit bigger. But.
0: It was like watching somebody beat up a kid. Well, I, <laughs> under,
1: I understand that.
0: However, we're
1: talking about people compa- saying he shouldn't be in there. True. Because, well, Rey Mysterio wrestles big guys. Well, he didn't start off wrestling big guys, people. And when he wrestled the big guy for the first time, which I believe the first few was Kevin Nash, after the Long Dart incident, what happened to him? He got king. punked out. Multiple right? times. Literally, they take his mask. And for a luchador, there's nothing more heinous than having their your mask taken Ooh, from
0: 50-cent word. using heinous.
1: Heinous, right? I mean, we can all agree. I agree. agree. He got one of <laughs> so them. It's we
3: a Thor. Yeah, I yeah. think we need to
1: lay off Marco's <laughs> stunt.
2: That's Thor's cousin. (laughs) (laughs) Thor, And just let Marco be Marco. Yeah, you know. But you got the people that are going to be unhappy no matter what. Yeah. I mean, they're going to find every little thing of, well, you know, um, on August 31st, 1985.
1: Well, I, I understand that. However, if you're a diehard WWE bobblehead, sorry Sam. Wait, you gotta it? be, you gotta be faster than that. Uh, yeah, you gotta to hit. anticipate when the bobblehead. Well, ah, no, you did it again. So
2: can't anticipate the bobblehead. Yeah,
1: if, if you're Damn gonna, it. if you're gonna be a diehard bobblehead, be a diehard bobblehead and stick with the WWE. Don't invade another company's yeah. message board. Stay in your and lane. Just
0: talk <laughs> smack. Well, here's the thing, like, and I get it. I wasn't really a big believer in Marco Stone at first either. I'm like, man, this guy just didn't make sense. Then I watched him and really watched his match where he hits with him and Jungle Boy against the Lucha Brothers, and I saw something different. It was, yeah, I mean, I joked with Brian just now. I said, it's like watching him beat up a kid. But think about that for a second. It's like watching him beat up a kid. It's drama. It's why is this younger guy getting beat up? Look at him move. Look at how he interacts with the fans. Look at everything he does. And to your point... Rey Mysterio did that exact same stuff. Yes. And he was doing it and getting beat up and (laughs) Vaughn Dart incident and everything else. But what happened? Rey Mysterio is a Hall of Famer, no doubt. And he's one of the biggest stars in the industry. Right. And
1: until he went to the WWE, Mm -hmm. he didn't wrestle the big guys on a regular basis.
0: No. Except for Kevin Nash and the big show. I think that's it.
1: So, sorry people, but again, let's just let them perform, and you watch it, and you either like it or you don't, you don't have to get on the internet and really voice your opinions when they don't make no sense. What's the problem with the internet? Because again, so let's put Marco Stunt, say, Darby Allin.
0: That's a good example. You don't think that couldn't be a good match? Uh, Actually, I think it would be a very good match. I think between the two of them, they'd really either be Hotline, which clearly Marco Stunt can do, by the way. Impressive. Um, or it would be Hardcore, which we know Marco Stunt can do. And that would be entertaining because you got two guys, Scrappy, just fighting it out. Which,
3: mm-hmm.
0: I'm cool with that. Now granted, don't get me wrong, I don't know that I would necessarily go so far as to say that Marco Stunt is the second coming of Rey Mysterio. There's only one Rey Mysterio. But Marco Stunt—he's yeah, And still
2: wrestling—and
0: Marco Stunt is damned entertaining. Mm-hmm. He connects with the crowd on a organic level. You can't buy that. You mm-hmm. can't. And and why wouldn't you put him in the ring? Why wouldn't you put him out there in front of fifteen thousand fans? Because if they're cheering him, then that means they're booing the guy across from him, and the job's getting done.
2: And that's the same reaction that got Rey Mysterio where he's at. Exactly. Because if back then when he Uh, got lawn darted and they just said, oh, wait a minute, he just got lawn darted, and then they let Kevin Nash proceed to beat him down and then he never got the rub, then we'd have never seen Rey Mysterio where it is. have never seen the smaller guys in WWE be where they're
1: at. Spike Dudley would be another one in ECW.
0: When Mike Austin used to throw him all over the ring. Bam, bam leagues, I mean, you, but you look, ring. like,
1: people like Finn Balor
2: would not be where they are because he's a little man. He's got hey, great he's skills.
0: Extraordinary man doing <laughs> extraordinary things. You know? You're welcome, Michael Cole. That'll be $500. <laughs> <clears throat> um, hmm.
1: The other great thing out of AEW uh, was Mox yes. and Pack versus Omega and Page. Which ultimately is going to lead into this week when Mox and Pac yes! go one-on-one. On one.
0: I want more of all of this. Yes. I want more of Moxley and Omega going back and forth. I loved watching Pac, Pac whatever, and Mox go back and forth. And when when Pac takes the uh, barbed wire bat and barbed wire broom away from Mox, then hit, seeing him hit the double-arm DAT, that whole thing was cool. Um... And honestly, I like seeing Adam Page get back on the winning, winning side of things. Um, I don't, I don't think it was a smart decision to have him lose so quickly. But now he's, if he's on a winning streak, we got more reason to watch. Maybe I still think we see a heel turn with Page. Yeah, but so,
1: if, if the people that create this company,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? The the. The foundation, I guess. If you bring all these people in and you you just feed them to the pages, the Cody Rhodes, the Young Bucks, Omega, SCU, and you just feed them, yeah. Nobody's gonna watch, right? That's the, that's one other thing that AEW is doing. You know, Omega is the best in the world, right?
2: But they're not allowing him from day one. Right.
1: Right. Because if you just bring him in and just have him beat people right and left, you got nothing to look forward to. So you'll stop watching pretty quick. But now, again, if you follow uh, being the elite and you see the little little nods towards the sweeper, or not the sweeper, but the cleaner Mm -hmm. gimmick, you know, he's starting to turn bad. You know what's going to happen, well, you're going to start watching, you're going to keep watching, waiting for it to happen. The, what, the last two weeks, he's brought the broom out. Yep. That's a classic cleaner thing. Mm-hmm. So you know it's not far off. So if you watch Kenny Omega, and you know what he's like as the cleaner, you're going to keep watching. But if you just let him, you know, if you make him 6-0, you put him in line for Jericho's title, followed by Cody and... Adam Page and, you know, just lined everybody up. Nobody's going to watch that.
0: I will say the other the other big thing that I really liked out of Dynamite this week was the Cody Rhodes promo. Just how he was, like, in his zone all by himself, and, you know, Brandy's talking to him but can't get through to him. That whole build-up build for that matchup has been great. Um, I wonder how it's going to play out. I am excited to see what happens on Full Gear, but with seeing that and then seeing Jericho defend against Darby Allen, damn. It made me actually hate Jericho. For when he taped Darby Allen's arms behind his back. It's like, damn it. Cause then you know it's like, ah well, you know, this is gonna he's end in Yeah, exactly. It's gonna end in a in a run in or something. And sure as hell, down comes Jake Hager and decks to Darby Allen when he's getting ready to hit the coffin drop. And I'm like, oh, and I was like, damn it, AEW got me. Uh, They definitely got me.
1: And you got to wait a little bit longer for Hager because he's got to get through this next MMA fight Mm -hmm. before he can, I guess, start wrestling officially. Um, So I think you're a week week off of that, maybe two weeks? Week or two, yeah. Yeah. So it won't be long before he'll start uh, wrestling again.
0: I thought Santana and Ortiz looked good in their debut. Um, I thought, uh, I, I'm confused by this tag tournament. I guess every guy that I thought was going to win just isn't. <laughs> and, but And
1: again, that's the, that's. Maybe that's the You're going to keep watching. Yeah. Because they keep pulling the wool over your eyes.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: You know what I'm saying? So, again, I didn't expect the Young Bucks to go out the first round.
3: Right.
0: No.
1: Boom, there they go. It's like, ah, crap. You know? Had Luchasaurus been healthy, maybe they they go over, mm-hmm. you know, uh,
0: uh, Pentagon and Phoenix. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Dark Order is just waiting.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> that move that Pentagon did, to, was it, SEU on the ramp?
0: Oh, the Package Pile Driver. Oh yes, God. that was ridiculous. Christopher Daniels is a... Uh, A brave, brave soul. Yeah, okay, just fold me up like an accordion and drop me on my head. I'm cool. Yeah. No. (laughs) Whatever helps for the story. (laughs) Whatever helps, brother. Ah. Yeah, Dynamite has been stellar. And then the other thing is, with AEW Dark, the viewership on YouTube for AEW Dark is over a million for each episode.
1: Well, again, it's it's like watching another episode of Dynamite. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, the WWE, and I, I guess we weren't on the air last week, so I didn't get to make this point. The WWE having a network should have been doing this all along. Yeah. How many times have we read results for something that happens or seen something happen after the cameras go off that you're like should have been on yeah. the main event? Yeah. Or it should have been on, the, on Raw? Um, you know, certain pairings that you wouldn't see until after the cameras go off, mm-hmm. you know, where they just have a little fun with it. I mean, some of the stuff's been priceless. Some of the stuff was Cena. Yeah. You know, back in the day was incredible and you just miss it. There's no, they've never released footage of it.
0: Well, then you see Omega and Janela from, I think it was last week's AEW dart, mm-hmm. which was tremendous. It's a great hardcore match, an unsanctioned match. So you get both guys in their element and it really played off really well for TV. Mm -hmm. Um, Which, to their credit, they're releasing it for free every week. So, okay, if you're not a cable subscriber or whatever reason you don't get TNT, fine, here you go. Here's four matches for free every week from AEW.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: And and that is going to be what eventually, I think, starts pushing viewership for them up instead of going backwards. Because you're gonna, they're gonna put a, they're not afraid to put a main event match in, or the, you know, in a, in a dark match.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And eventually they're gonna put Omega versus, let's say Pac. Yeah. And they're gonna say, just turn it loose. And they're gonna put up a five star match, which is something you don't see every day. And it's, it's gonna be on dark and it's going to generate such buzz that people start watching Dark. And then as they watch Dark and they keep putting the matches on, they're going to say, "Well, I got to see Dynamite."
3: Yeah. Yeah. You
1: know. So they're going to start turning to Dynamite and you'll start to see that number start to tick up. I mean, let's not re- let's not forget this is only this will be week 3. Yep. So
0: Yeah, the, that's the thing. Like with every week that we've seen it, we've seen the debut to now, the viewership for AEW, yeah, it's trailed off a little, and by a little, I mean it's a, I mean, it's not a huge percentage, um, but they're also going head to head with Major League Baseball, the playoffs, the division series, and the championship series, um, as is NXT, and we're getting ready to get to that here. Looks like in just a moment here. So when we talk about these ratings, while ratings aren't what they were in the '90s and 2000s. It's still a good litmus of who's watching what and how often. Because even the replay of AEW Dynamite is picking up 400, 300, 400,000 on a replay where no one is watching anything else. So you've still got 300, 400,000 that maybe they work late. Maybe they're just not into anything else. There's your former WCW TNA audience that may be brand new and watching on the you replay. You
1: TNA.
2: WWE
0: TNA. Well, I said... Well, you know what I mean.
2: You didn't put commas or hyphens or anything
0: in it. <laughs> That's uh, odd. Okay. But we'll come back to
1: TNA. You didn't use the Thoris. We will. We will, because there's big news for TNA.
0: Big news! Big news. Big news. Major news! Uh, Alright, so here we go. NXT. NXT. Uh, You know, it's such a shame that they're going head-to-head with Dynamite. It really is. Yeah. Because they haven't had bad shows.
1: So, I'd be curious to know if they weren't on the same night, if their numbers would increase for either show. Like, like you get people that are just watching one thinking they can watch the other on replay or whatever. So. Hmm. Because, I mean, think about it. If you were to combine the two audiences... That's about 2 million, which is putting yep. those numbers stack up pretty well for Raw and SmackDown.
0: And it's, it's pretty much the same totals each week so far. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you got about 100,000 difference here or there. Uh, yeah, I think, I think you're right. It would be interesting to see. But here's the thing, and I'm a huge NXT fan. I'm a fanatic for NXT. I love it. I don't think they'd do any better. I think they'd do worse. There is a disconnect between the mainstream audience and what NXT has. NXT draws and does great reviews, like on the network, when they do TakeOver. And they were appointment television for the tapings, even though if you were to look at who was watching the tapings, you never saw it get talked about. But a TakeOver, oh my God, who they show? They showed Tommaso Ciampa just beat the crap out of Gargano. It was, you had to be there. It right. was better than SummerSlam, better than Mania, all of that. Now it's, well, it's what you talked about. It's brand three. So, oh, okay, so we didn't like Raw. SmackDown sucked last week. Well, I'm not watching this. Right. And they're not even, it doesn't matter. You could have, you could have AJ Styles, Tommaso Champa, Matt Riddle, and Adam Cole in a four corners elimination style matchup for the NXT title. And people be like, eh, I'll watch it when it's on the network. Well, yeah.
2: the problem is NXT is going after the same audience that AEW is. Because AEW is that true wrestling fan that likes to watch wrestling. Mm-hmm. The same person that tuned into NXT. And that's why they put them on the same night. That's why they're, they're suffering, I believe. But
1: Well, yeah, but so, I think NXT was more of a traditional pro-wrestling fan. Yeah. Raw and SmackDown are sports entertainment fans. Mm-hmm. NXT is pro-wrestling. But here's the problem, and i said it, Few weeks ago, and sure enough, it started to come to fruition. You have somebody that shouldn't have put his greasy little paws on NXT, has apparently put his greasy little paws on NXT. Balor to NXT, while on its face may look good, it's going to come back and bite you. Moving some of the 205 to NXT is going to come back and bite you because now NXT, who has a massive roster, if you were to go look at it, Mm -hmm. because that is your training program, you have now added another 10 and 15 people to it. And you to find
0: TV time. Yes,
1: and you have to find TV time for them. Because you're not going to put Balor there and not give him TP
2: time. Right.
0: No, he's going to take, like you said a couple weeks ago, he's going to take someone else's spot. So right. Keith Lee, who just got himself a, a championship opportunity. Right. Could... And, and, and from what
1: I hear, a very, very spectacular match.
0: Oh, uh, his matches with. Uh, Did you see Don that Mo- move all the time, bro?
1: No, I didn't. I just heard about it. He's
0: ridiculous. Woo! Keith Lee is the man. Like, you got guys in NXT right now. If you're a fan of Evolve. And I've talked about it quite a few times. You know who Keith Lee is. You know who Matt mm-hmm. Riddle is. You know these guys. Gargano and Ciampa were making headlines. But as you get a guy like Balor in, someone's got to take a back seat. You can't have 16 people in the main event. Mm-hmm. You just can't. You can't do it all the time. So you're right. Somebody like Keith Lee or Matt Riddle or somebody that needs that exposure desperately to get further connected with the fan, they're going to take a back seat because now Balor... Is back,
1: and, and let's not forget the guys from NXT Europe.
0: Oh yeah, the UK guys.
1: Yeah, so you really? brought the Imperium, which is what four or five guys, who's still, by the way, devastating everybody. Sure, and, and they're going to right, they're going to, and I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with that. However, that's five spots mm-hmm. that you now have to figure out what you're going to do. And the so spots, that's
2: let that to get their shot, right?
1: And that's five people. Who, on a regular basis, are going to be destroyed by them. Yeah. Right? And again, this roster is so massive. So massive.
0: Yeah, the the size factor now is an issue because it used to be you had... You're training people, and you had your main NXT roster, and it was slimmed down enough to where you could literally put your same show on every week, mm-hmm. and people would watch because you knew the matches were going to deliver. And Now, as you get more, I don't want to say top-heavy, just heavier in general, um, you've got all these choices to make now that you would never had before. you got all these decisions to make on the fly because you used to be able to do it cleaning it up in post, right? That's the, mm-hmm. the inside joke where people will be like, oh, well, he screwed this match up. Well... Fix this. We'll cut this footage. We'll do this, and it can be done. You can't do that now, live. You don't have that net. You don't have a safety net. So now everything you do is magnified. Everything you do, if there's an error, if there's a botch, if someone can't cut a promo with the right timing, full sale is going to be delicate with them because it's full sale. They love NXT. They're not going to boom out of the building. But they also
2: pay for half place.
0: But. Exactly. But if NXT goes on the road, and they will, sooner or later, go on the road with their show, that's where the rubber meets the road, and that's where people are going to falter.
1: Well, aren't they starting to uh, move away from uh, Full Sail, too?
0: There's a rumor going on about that, that possibly the partnership with Full Sail and WWE might be coming into an end. The contract that they have with one another that I read, this was some time ago that I read it, was like through 2021. But if indeed they are looking to take them touring for NXT on USA, which I understand it, but you don't you don't have your roster, in my opinion, you don't have your roster organized enough to make revenue. You just don't. You may have merchandise, but you're you are throwing, this is what they're doing on Raw and SmackDown, you're throwing spaghetti on the wall to see if it sticks. Mm-hmm. Well, if it sticks, it's great. You've got something, but then you're still not putting that follow-through that keeps it there that keeps it in the limelight. A quick shout-out over to uh, Impact Bound for Glory. Michael Elgin defeats uh, Mara Fuji after hitting the Burning Hammer and currently going on right now is the five-way intergender ladder match for the Impact X Division Championship. That's when we talked about Tessa Blanchard, her first chance at it. Heading back into NXT, though, this past week we saw the return of Tommaso Ciampa, Mm
3: -hmm.
0: who, hey, comes back way ahead of his recovery schedule and he took on angel garza angel garza he's is that hector garza is that the guy from wcw
1: hector garza is wcw
0: (coughs) anyway the matchup they had was decent it was good to see tommaso champa back but here's the problem if you're leading off with nxt now if again this goes back to that conversation of counter-programming. In in the corner-to-corner chat, we talked about Fox has to be unhappy with SmackDown's performance because they're dropping in the ratings. Okay, that's true, but we're only three weeks in. So they've got to give some kind of investment. But now there's more attention on AEW beating NXT. And the reason for that is you put NXT purposely there on Wednesdays to compete with AEW. And I'm the same person that said I understood it and I appreciate why they did it. I still do, but if you're going to do it, you have to make that decision of, do we put Champa and Garza to start the show, or do we put Roderick Strong and Keith Lee in a title match to start the show? Now every placement, every match that you put, if you don't put it in the right spot, you don't have that potential changing of the champ yeah but
1: I mean looking at the results I didn't watch it just looking at the results Mm -hmm. I mean it looked like they had 10 matches yeah you can't tell me if you have 10 matches in 2 hours that that's gonna do your show any good I mean F and D that's how many matches they had and by my count I mean it was close to 10 matches if not more than 10 really? so that's what you're going to, you're going to oversaturate, which again, is somebody else's, you know, fingers involved. Because if you go back to, in the past, NXT did the smart thing because they might only have four matches. Right. You know, on a telecast. Even on pay-per-views, they might only have five or six. But now you put putting ten, and some of them you could really care less about. You've got a hardcore
0: audience with your NXT fan
1: base. You've got—I know you had
2: a hardcore. Because the problem is, if the ratings continue, all right, the only thing that's suffering here is NXT, mm-hmm. and it's your developmental, mm-hmm. and it's your your future of your business to a point, right? So, at some point, a business person would say, which is not going to happen. Would say, hey, there's nothing on Thursday. Mm-hmm. There's nothing on Tuesday.
1: Well, yeah, But I think Impact's are on Thursday. You don't want to go, Here, you know, yeah. whereas where for me, I, I may have even said it, you don't want to go against AEW. You definitely don't want to move to Tuesday because you will get smoked by a program that is televised On Facebook.
0: Oh, you're talking about Power.
1: Yeah. Power
0: will smoke NXT. That's the thing. Power doesn't have ratings to worry about. Right. Power just goes off viewers. Right. Views off YouTube. Right. So as they go, and they're live streaming it, like 6.05 on Tuesdays, they're streaming it directly through YouTube, and that's where their advantage is. And you're right on that regard, because that's an hour of at least a million people watching this. Then you've got replays. Then you've got... You know, the folks that are streaming it or embedding it into different sites. All of these different places. So, yeah, you might get... Let's be generous. Let's say NXT goes to Tuesday and pulls a million viewers. Because they probably could. But it's the same same million that would have watched Dynamite if it was on Tuesday. Or, I won't say a million for Impact just yet, but I think they could get there. Maybe not now, but here's the thing. While you're right, I mean... Putting it on Thursday or on Tuesday, it's going to look better on paper, but like Thursday, if you literally right now, they had to do something. You can't let dynamite run unopposed because it makes it look like we don't care.
2: And Vince's ego will never let him say, You won. Well, I he will never thing, move NXT it
0: made sense to go head to head with Dynamite but it didn't make sense to put his hands in a product that didn't need to be touched
1: yeah, well, yeah but so again here, here's my thing I don't agree with you when you say it made sense right because I have been telling anybody and everybody that will listen that AEW is going to do what it's doing
3: Mm-hmm.
1: right because again let's go back let's rewind this thing right we have to rewind this thing all the way to Japan right oh so many years ago with the bullet club right and this is where it all starts this is where the movement starts in all the bullet club shirts right and y'all probably would get it. Sick of hearing me talk about the Bullet Club and the Young Bucks and AJ Styles and Kenny Omega and all these all these people in the Bullet Club doing their thing in Japan. Right? Y'all probably get sick, I'm sure. And then eventually it's like, oh the Bullet Club shirts are cool. Right? And this is where it didn't matter. It didn't matter if Vince puts his hands in NXT or what. You run up on a juggernaut in AEW because this is a a movement that has been happening for years. And it's going to continue for some time. Now, I understand the ratings drop, but again, you have Major League Baseball to contend with. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: You have... All types of other things. You have, even some matches. You know, okay, well, I'm I'm not going to watch AEW because they put Marco Stun in there.
3: Right.
1: Some people are just like that, right? They're going to wait for, say, Moxley and Pac this week. But you're right where he shouldn't have dabbled in it, Vince. But I don't think it matters one way or the other as far as AEW's concern because they were going to do what they do because it's re- refreshing to the pro wrestling fan. I mean, if that makes sense.
2: Vince McMahon is working out of the same playbook Yes, that WCW did. Mm-hmm. If you look at it, from the very beginning, they're doing the same crap. AEW and Cody and the crew are doing the same thing that WWE did to WCW back in the day when they showed up to the building but instead of saying come in right. he did the same thing WCW did and said don't no, don't let him in what that did what 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 that did that's good English right there <laughs> what that did what that did is
0: what happened with
2: all of a sudden Cody and company are over over huge and what has happened every step of the way Vince has done the the the, the Eric Bischoff playbook with the missteps of things like, oh, oh we're going to do this. Well, you know what? That's the same thing that happened right before they went under. The only difference is Vince McMahon has a lot more bang, and he has more library or whatever, but he's making the same mistakes.
1: Yeah, and and I see, when you said under, Stan's little neck twinged, right? He kind of went a little sideways with the head, right? I've I've said this before. If you get rid of the Fox deal and that deal overseas and you take away that $80 billion or whatever it is,
3: Mm hmm. hmm.
0: Oh, they would have never gone. They would have never gone head-to-head. With AEW, without well, yeah, that right. Yeah.
1: But what I'm saying is, it then starts to become more of a reality that WWE can fall. And again, if, if NXT drops to a certain level, NXT may very well cease as a show mm-hmm. because now you're going to, you want to take them traveling, so you have three legitimate shows traveling every other day. Who's going to have the money to pay for all those live events? You know AEW is going to sell out. So you better keep NXT on the other side of the country. Well, and see, if you look at what AEW is doing,
2: AEW is going to smaller venues Mm -hmm. in cities that don't usually get a show. Right. Because WWE stays in the same circuit. We've seen it for years. Hey, they go down in in Virginia. I mean, Virginia, their shows are going to be... Their live events go to Roanoke and Norfolk. Charlottesville. Charlottesville. Used to be Richmond. Right. Yeah. Their live events are in D.C. and Norfolk sometimes. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you would get them in, but, you know... But now, you look at AEW. AEW went to D.C. I guarantee you they're going to do a a show at the Patriot Center, which is not the Patriot Center anymore. The Eagle One Arena. Right. But they're going to older venues, smaller venues, because you know what? They're just going where they want to go. Mm. I mean, they're going to West Virginia, for Pete's sake. You know, was the last time WWE was in West Virginia. You know what I mean,
0: <laughs> Charleston, I think maybe,
2: <laughs> but but I think they're going to Huntington or whatever. But they're going to thing. The the lure for NXT has always been they don't travel. So when they did travel, it's like, oh hey, NXT's coming to Richmond, we gotta go, right? Mm-hmm. But if you've got the SmackDown Live going this way, Raw Live going this way, NXT Live going this way.
1: I mean, that's just... And and, and it's all the same thing. And again, how many tickets, live events, do they honestly think are going to be bought? Not all of us are the dude with the green shirt and
2: the tan hat on TV. That'll really go, right.
0: Yeah, that's just it. Like, there's not... Okay, in the 80s, when it was all house shows, and they had three different shows flowing at the same time, you didn't see it on TV. So there was a good possibility you could sell tickets to each venue yeah, but now but again, it's all available it and it's been all been seen
1: 15, 20 bucks a pop you Very could true. get front yeah. Row for 20 bucks yep yep.
0: you know now the, what is it 100, 150 bucks uh, at a house show and
2: if you wanted like the cool experience it's still 450 bucks yep. 500 bucks mm, yep. but as a kid growing up on wrestling as a kid growing up on WWE NWA AWA world class all of it like I just loved all of it And then you get... You know, do I think, (laughs) as a fan, WWE will go out of business? I think they will change the business model. Because they could stay in business on the network alone.
0: Well, that money's going to run out eventually. Yeah, but I would be
1: shocked. I would be really shocked if they maintain three live traveling shows. Oh, that won't happen. By the end of... 2 years. Oh, they've already, can- that. they've already they've already canceled Smackdown shows.
0: That. Yeah, Smackdown house shows are getting cut right now. 205 Live just got dropped. Well, here's the thing. They still they haven't officially announced 205 being shut down, but I mean, we just went through it. No, I All think, of they, 205's I think they said gone. Well, they said there was, was going to
1: be a 205 was going to be rolled over in the NXT.
0: Right. Well, that was what I thought too, but if you look at the the draft, you got to... Yeah, but again, you know, the, a fourth took, year, a fourth They original. took the
2: ones that we're already destined to go.
0: Right. right. They already took them.
1: The original plans for the draft said that all shows mm-hmm. were going to be involved in the draft. Right. Then they said, no, NXT is out of it. Right. That's why nobody left NXT, but people went to it. Mm-hmm. Right? That's why Adam Cole just sat there like, right. that's, ah. That's, again, Good. that's a mistake. <laughs> because they were like, well, we can't touch NXT. Mm-hmm. It's against AEW. Well, no, you could have because you could have very well shaken up that roster, got rid of some of the dead weight and moved it over to Raw or SmackDown, where it could have done something and trimmed it up some. But no, let's just dump Finn Balor into it, and I'm sure there will be others. Uh, The the 205 roster will end up there.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: So... Because there was 205 that weren't
2: getting anything anyway. Yeah. So now you're just not going to get anything, but you don't have to travel.
0: Where's (laughs) Gallagher going? Where's
2: Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off.
0: No, you're fine. You're fine. I'm still kind of...
2: Excuse the touch of the leg, sorry.
0: Still kind of digesting what I just read here. So, okay, we we talk about rumors all the time, you know, crazy stuff that happens. And in the world of professional wrestling, it doesn't get much crazier than what I'm about to read to you. And the headline reads, Impact Wrestling makes an offer to the Young Bucks. That's right, Impact Wrestling. And this was posted today. Offer made by Impact executive Scott Demore for Matt and Nick Jackson to return to TNA's revival show taking place during WrestleMania weekend. The idea that was pitched is for the Young Bucks to take on Alex Shelley and Chris Saban, better known as the Motor City Machine Guns. Um, okay, so... Let's just... spitball this for a second. AEW and Impact... Any, re- any type of partnership together that's huge yeah but it, it's not
1: technically a partnership
0: well, it's a rumor right now this is so, yeah. but,
1: but again though are because um, Kenny Omega just won the AAA.
0: yeah the mega championship I think yeah. is what it's called Yeah,
1: yeah. so the question is are they exclusive to AEW are their contracts geared that way because if they are, that would mean that uh, AEW has a partnership with AAA, official mm-hmm. partnership, right? Right. Understand the tag team titles that were defended prior to the first Dynamite,
3: mm-hmm.
1: right? But now, because yeah, they're not carrying the tag titles no more, right? So, uh, who won the tag titles? that I didn't Pentagon and Phoenix.
0: Yeah, so they the won back from the Bucks. So, which, I don't know who holds them now. Right,
1: which means that when they went back to AAA, somebody beat them. Right. Or they're no longer carrying them, which would mean if they're still the tag champs, they're not exclusive to AEW, they can go wrestle with AAA. Mm-hmm. And it would be the same thing with the Bucks. If they're not technically exclusive to AEW, why can't they go to Impact for a night? For oh, there's a, nothing that says that. Because, it's, again, it's not Impact. It's TNA, right? It's a TNA.
0: The way it words in the in the rumor is, this is a it, Jeff Jarrett thing. No, this no. is Scott Demore from the offices, at, and TNA, there, but there I think is, that's, that's pretty smart. There's
1: already a. You can. Um, I'm trying to remember whose it was.
0: Is it Wrestling News Co? Well, no, no, no. It,
1: on uh, maybe it's Ethan Page's Facebook page. They've already thrown out a like a match listing. The workup for uh, uh, one of the matches with Ethan Page and a manager versus... Oh, I can't remember who it is. But anyway, so Ethan Page looks kind of like... Pat Patterson almost, back in the day, with the way his hair is. And then the other guy looks like the junkyard dog. And they're calling it a flashback. Um... So this is not—I mean—they're going to
0: try something different. Why not? I think it's—I think it's brilliant, and I think if you could strike up any kind of a working relationship with them, that only serves to help both. Um, but it's interesting to me because, first off, the Bucks aren't aren't shy about how their what their opinions are of their TNA run. They've been very open about how they hated how Generation Me was handled. But at the same time. They're, they've never been like the burning bridge type with that. They've always kept it. Okay, we're going to talk about it to a certain extent. but They always kind of pull back. It would be cool to see that. That's like a, it's a wrestling cool thing. Like it's not a AEW and A AE Impact and, and, and all of that. It's just a, it would be cool to see this take place. And it's interesting because in the midst of all of this, you know, NXT, AEW and everything mixed, you know, going against each other, if you're not careful, you could see just some of the strangest working relationships start coming together because it really does have a feel of almost like the the territories kind of slowly popping back up and becoming you know real a real thing again.
1: What if there's anybody that could probably pull off a classic super card, And by super card I mean two or three promotions yeah, coming together for one pay-per-view, right? It would be AEW. And God knows who else, right? Of course, it wouldn't be New Japan because, uh, you know, whatever's going on, the there. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. You do AEW, Ring of Honor, and Impact. Uh, I mean, well, not, you, you probably wouldn't get Ring of Honor anymore. Yeah, Honor. you wouldn't get Ring of Honor because Ring of Honor's tied into New Japan.
0: And Ring of Honor's got some kind of problem going on.
1: Yeah. Um, but Impact, let me think about it. Impact, NWA, AEW. Oh. So you got the two hottest cards or federations, and then you bring in Impact, who Could you is use just help? steadily putting on great shows but not getting the credit for it. Right. All in one show. A two-day event. Who's not going to watch?
2: I mean... Reminds me, when you talk about Impact in NWA. reminds me of the Jim Cornette's comment about somebody asking, what's the difference? Pulling into that soundstage, seeing the set and everything, as retro as it was, what was the biggest? And he said that the, the set, the new set is three times the size as the old set, and there's actual live people in it. <laughs> and he said, the old days, it would be like a row of people that worked in the office and backstage and catering, and then the rest were painted on.
0: Is Eric Bischoff in Kater like, like the rest oh, of the sorry, walls up were just painted
2: people. <laughs> like it was just, it wasn't real.
0: <laughs> uh, quick shout over to I- Impact for Bound for Glory. New Impact X Division Champion Ace Austin. Cost Tessa Blanchard the victory by smashing her with a baton.
1: Boo, Orange.
0: Yeah, it's a mistake. I Use that moment, man. Use that moment for a, a-, a talent a superstar like Tessa Blanchard do it, man. Uh, Ken Shamrock and Moose is coming up next, so when the result rolls in, we'll throw that out there. Ken,
3: Ken
2: Shamrock,
0: yeah, yeah, the uh, most dangerous man. So, so I see the
1: I see the the curling of the eyes there, but let me ask you something, right? What is the difference in Ken Shamrock wrestling Moose? Than the Undertaker wrestling somebody, because the WWE pulls that stunt all the time, and we accept it. But when somebody else does it, we're like, "What?" I'll be That's honest, no I haven't sense.
0: seen I haven't seen anything from Shamrock recently that indicates that he can or cannot. Get. Well, yeah, but you know I mean? no, no, I'm not talking about.
2: I haven't had a, I haven't had a good reaction to an Undertaker match in about ten years. Yeah,
1: but but again, though, we you see him walk
2: out. You're just like, dear God, man, stay we home. We
1: accept it, right? We don't have a choice. Sure, you do, because you could very easily do to the Undertaker what you just did to Ken Shamrock. I do, but it doesn't help. No, no, no. <laughs> well, none, none of us do. We're
0: we're just like, oh, it's the Undertaker. You know, I, it's interesting. It, I I think I see what you're saying because we do. We kind of like, oh wow, it's the Undertaker. You know, there is that. Moment where you're like, you see him come out, you get yeah, the gong, is... and then, all right, the lights Goldberg. Up. The Goldberg, just oh, god, right? <laughs> well, he suckered us the last time. Yeah, but it's not about <laughs> suckering; it's about
1: certain. Twenty people. years
2: and the, under, and the Goldberg still hasn't learned. You don't headbutt the damn wall. But, uh,
1: <laughs> but, and again, this maybe this is where we're all bobbleheads here, but. For For some federations we accept it and allow it to happen. Are we the bobbleheads of the week? No. Oh, okay. But then if somebody else much like the TNA thing, when
0: you first read it, you snickered. Yeah, like I couldn't believe it. I I saw and here's the thing. But it makes perfect sense. It does. It really (laughs) does. Because it's so smart. Like it really is. And it's just here's the thing, And, and all of us have done it multiple times. We've all hammered the nail in the coffin of impact. You're done. It's over. Count them out. And then they rise up from the dead. They've got t-shirts. Hard to kill. Impact. I think that's smart. I mean, they are consistently putting on good programs. Getting kind of like to where you were at, you're right. Because, like, Undertaker comes out and it's that, wow. It's that, it's the whole thing. It's the whole presentation. But with Ken Shamrock, when is the last time we really saw Ken Shamrock? Like.
2: I guess if you watch Impact there's a reason he's coming out. So Well,
0: and that's true. That's another reason for us to maybe go, okay, well, what's the replay or whatever that's Yeah, we but there, can find, there's you know no mean? reason for the Undertaker to come out. Very I true. I mean look at look at the
2: ten million dollars. <laughs> <it comes> <laughs> look
3: at the <laughs> getting
1: paid. Look at the time he came out and he was supposed to uh, what, be the coach for SmackDown. Oh god. And then yeah. he showed up on raw the next week's like uh, have a good fight. Uh, it disappears. <laughs> I'm <digging No>. thirty-seven <laughs> holes, really? Taking holes and digging holes. Yeah, Then he's gone. I'm coming back to full time, and then I'm gone.
0: Yeah. God help us. Be and now there's a rumor.
1: Now there's a rumor that Hulk Hogan wants Vince McMahon. Oh,
0: yeah. I <laughs> that. At the next WrestleMania. Yep. Are you kidding me? He wants to take Vince McMahon on in an actual match at WrestleMania 36. Hogan and McMahon.
2: But he said he said he'll do it if he if and when he gets cleared from his next hip surgery or whatever. So I mean, like,
1: but again, eventually, if I'm the promoter, why should I even think that's a smart idea? Your shows are getting bushwhacked on a regular basis, and now we're going to bring back Hogan versus McMahon. Both are well past their prime. I mean, Vince's got to be what
0: eighty. 70? I think, honestly, I think no one's had the courage just to tell Hulk, you know, hey, stop. Well, I think what Hulk's doing (laughs) is
2: Hulk is putting his toe in the water now. Yeah, trying to. Now that they're starting to use him, now he's going to be like, oh, well, hey. But in reality, hopefully, we'll never see it. But then we've seen weirder things because, oh, yeah, Goldberg was the universal champion. And could you not see... Then do some gauntlet thing where I'm surprised on the Legends thing, Hogan didn't end up as a 24-7 champion.
3: <coughs> oh, God.
2: <laughs> Get of brother! I mean, the only thing I've learned in the 24-7 division is the roll-up is the move of doom.
0: Hey, you can hit 500 pile drivers and a bunch of super kicks, but that roll-up?
2: Going up behind somebody and
0: <laughs> scooping them up through the crotch, down on the ground... I mean, you know, maybe it's the, the stun factor. You know, they, you know what I mean? Like, Ryan, you're like, it, it is like, can't kick out. It looks like uh, Joey Ryan, you know, back into Over to Impact. It looks like Joey Ryan signs with Impact saying uh, it made the most sense. Impact Wrestling has been the most consistent wrestling program on TV for the past two years. I get to keep all of my indie dates. And best of all, they let me be me.
2: Because they're the only company that was going to let me.
1: Do you mean <laughs> no I, aew I'm sure would love to.
0: yeah I feel like aew would have given him as much creative license as he wanted mm-hmm. no, uh, I
1: don't think so I don't
2: think Turner would have been like
0: I mean uh, I will say this I mean Jericho drops the shit bomb all the time like, it's.
1: I don't think I think they Turner the conge or anybody are gonna censor them. Because, again, if you go back and think about it, one of the things that drove the infamous Monday Night Wars yeah. was that everybody was just out there.
0: And they were being themselves just amped up. They were right. they were doing... They are pushing the envelope, which is what AEW is doing now. They're, you know, they're you know pushing the wrestling envelope.
2: You know why AEW is doing good on Turner? On the on at It's because Turner is getting older. He probably thinks he still
1: owns WCW. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think Turner has anything to do with it.
0: I think that the presentation of how they look on television and no what they're doing on TV has set them so far apart from every everything else that's on there. It is distinct. There is footprints. There's thumbprints. You can see and go, "Wow! I see the. I've, I've seen that in WCW. I've seen this in. Got to see Honor Dean Malenko
2: on TV. Come on now."
0: It's true. How many
1: years has it been? You saw Dean Malenko pop up. Dino. Well, again, I think shows like Impact and NWA and AEW are like they are because the people in the back are wrestling people. Mm-hmm. They're not soap opera people, and that again is going to come back and bite. The WWE in the butt, the longer these three programs stick around.
0: And that's really going to be the, the tail of the tape there is when we get to six months down the road, eight months down the road, two years down the road, where are these companies at now versus where they started? I, I, I mean, so literally, so
1: we, or not we, but the, the fans have created this and the, Jericho and Cody and the rest of them started this Wednesday Night War thing, right? And that's where everybody's paying attention to, the, the feud between AEW and NXT. What do you think's going to happen, though, if two companies decide to go into business with each other,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and one day you have Magnus jump the rail? And lay Jericho out or lay Cody out. Yeah. And it's not a Wednesday night war anymore. It now becomes a war between two federations on Tuesday and Wednesday or Wednesday and Thursday. Or maybe we'll get lucky and it'll be the true fanboy scenario Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Jeez. And they just all
0: team up. Yeah. What do you think happens to poor little NXT then? I mean NXT is it's always been there like their experimental show. We're trying this, we're trying that. We're doing this, we're doing that. Now it's like okay, now you've got legitimate competition. And I don't want to say that they're not delivering, but they're not organized. They're not what we thought was delivering for NXT is you know, not even close to what AEW is producing. And that's not to say the wrestling is bad. It's not it's the organization of it, and I think that hurts them. And, and I also, uh, the whole, uh, what was that ad campaign that they started with? The No BS Just Wrestling on NXT was like such a not subtle dig. It's like, okay, guys, come on. You know, mm-hmm. you say you're not competing. We're not in a war. No BS Just Wrestling. Right. Okay, you did watch E.W. They don't really have any BS. I mean, they have their comedy here and there, but
3: I'm the guy.
0: I'm the WWE fan. I've always been, and I'm telling you, straight from my mouth, that you you done bit off more than you could chew on this fight. You're gonna have to find a different way. Um, hey, no better time than the present, Brian. I'm gonna give you a moment.
1: What are you going to give me a moment for?
0: I'm going to give you a segment called Bobblehead of the Week.
1: Yeah, but we should have done that like two weeks ago when when we had the bobbleheads. Okay, at, at, at DC.
0: Now that we can we can lay it out because it's your first one, and you only get one first time. But the bobbleheads of the week—you've heard Brian say it multiple times. There's WWE bobbleheads, and they're out there. I think I'm. A,
1: I think I should just get a blank bobblehead, and then just get the WWE logo on
2: his <laughs>
0: face. Are you gonna put a nameplate on it at least?
2: A what bobblehead? Buy them in bulk, then you can mail them to people. Oh, be like the corner bobblehead of the week.
0: We know a guy that makes pops. I'm just saying.
1: Oh, man. So, where to begin? Or you can make it get like
2: a cup, put a little string, put a little spring on it, like go to the craft store, and you can put Brian's face on it. Bobblehead of the week. <laughs> corner of the corner, of the bobble. No, Brian. That would, that would Brian's
1: be, Bobblehead of the week. That would make Pick me Brian the Bobblehead. The bobblehead. <laughs> yeah. But they're winning your award because they're the Bobblehead of the yeah, week. Yeah, but uh, I'm not putting my face on the Bobblehead. I try not to be the Bobblehead. <laughs> uh. So let's see. Let's 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 try and. uh, All right, so let's just go back to DC because this would be the easiest one. Might as well. So, what was interesting about AEW, unlike the WWE, is I only saw a handful of shirts, not Bullet Club or AEW, right? So, I saw one Shield shirt for the last time they were together. And I was like, yeah, this crowd gets it. And then here comes the one guy, all decked out like John Cena, from the jorts to the lime green shirt to the hat
0: to the wristbands,
1: right on that line.
0: It was a little weird seeing a John Cena guy. Well, I, I think, if
1: and I don't know if he bought a ticket to the show or if he just decided, well, let me just get dressed up and walk down through the crowd. But please, bobbleheads, learn about the show you're watching and watch it as pro wrestling and enjoy it. Because that's what it started as, was pro wrestling and not sports entertainment. Sports entertainment is about to become a thing of the past because even SmackDown is starting to be called combat sport, if I remember right. You're right. Fox is calling it combat.
0: combat. sports, yeah.
1: So then technically, only Raw is sports entertainment now. So learn about AEW and Impact, NWA, and watch it for pro wrestling at its finest. And please, there is a better solution than to just be awestruck by some dead chick in a coffin.
0: (laughs) Katie Vick has had an impact on you.
1: Yeah, because that's probably about the time I started going, you know what? This is dumb.
0: There you have it. Brian's bobblehead of the week.
1: And I didn't expect this, so I you know, we talked about doing this, but Stan just kinda stuck me with it. <laughs> I'll take that. Beware. Don't be I should at least get a stickers made up. Oh so if I see one, I'd be like, Here, here's your sticker. And a little bobblehead.
0: They would probably they'd, they'd probably take it from you. See, thanks, mister. Appreciate it. Oh, no. Oh, no. They'd be like, Look what I got. I got a sticker And then they'd go home and they'd go, Hey, wait. What the hell? I'm not a it's a bobblehead. Yeah. And, and so we should
1: clarify too. Uh, the difference between a bobblehead and a fan is a fan pays attention to more than the WWE and doesn't just get caught up in the WWE's bull crap. And they don't defend them on a regular basis. Even hey. if there's a dead woman in a coffin.
0: Hey. Screw the brains out.
1: But the bobbleheads <laughs> will be like, that's the greatest <laughs> segment ever.
0: I don't know anybody that ever called that a great segment.
1: Uh, there's plenty of bobbleheads that were probably I, like, that I is Kane's never. finest moment. How dare you? How did he get elected mayor after doing that?
0: I mean, He burned down his dad's house. <laughs> he, he set fire to Jim he, Ross. The guy running against him is just like, <laughs> <laughs> here's a guy that sets fire to people when he's winning the election.
2: He makes a living running around in
0: his underwear. <laughs> I can only imagine the debates there.
2: Does he have the pyro when he comes into like the state of the state?
0: Joe, <laughs> that'd be cool.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, the mayor of Knoxville,
0: Tennessee. <laughs> 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 yeah, only if he chokes those people through this through his table in his office. All right, we just took it back to a whole other level, of Goofy.
2: Um, Next week's bobblehead of the week: <clears clears throat> Robin.
0: Yay! Do I get a sticker? Where's <laughs> my ticker? I'm my ticker! Uh, Alright, so that's going to do it for another edition of Corner to Corner C2C Radio. Thanks for listening to us on C2CRadioShow.com You can catch up with the show at C2C Radio Show on Twitter and Corner to Corner Show on Facebook. Catch up with Brian on the Twitter bot. Thanks.
1: Yep, and send all your bobble-headed hate mail to uh, Impact Extreme at Yahoo.com isn't that right yes there you go send it all there and he will send it to me yes because I don't want your hate mail wow
0: bobblehead <laughs> you can complain to Brian on Twitter at strcp 21 I but dare you yeah he, he won't answer you he barely looks at it now then of course Rob where do they find you right here nope oh, well Rob's here
2: not there. Okay. Rob C2C on Insta- uh, Facebook and Rob Hefner on Facebook. Or it's whatever, yeah. <laughs> Rob C2C on the Twitter. On oh, the Twitter. Rob on Facebook.
0: And, of course, you can catch up with me on Twitter at S. T-A-N-G-R-U-D-E. I R U E. I'm a good again because he was over <laughs> my shoulder. That's at Stan Crumb on Twitter, Facebook, you and catch all Catch up with me StrCP. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time. Y'all, Wendy's? Why? From his